1: in a world with work deadlines and horrible bosses
0: if you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on that would be great and
1: your team may be in last place we can all find comfort in sports like a signal in the sky
0: oh come on you're gonna leave me all alone here with less angry rosie o'donnell
1: they call upon Gwen and Chris with Tony Gwyn Jr. Well in that case El Camino Wildcats taking on uh the fashion, fashion valley Valley Center <laughs> valley.
0: <laughs> Save that clip yeah. and Chris Ello. Honestly... We're not talking about Joe Tessator.
1: No, I know. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about Joe Tessasor here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Showtime! <laughs> Joe Testicles.
0: Let's go, baby.
1: This starts now on 97.3 The Fan. It is a huge day in sports talk for radio. Welcome to the program, Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. getting the day off, hanging out for the next two hours. Talking sports with you ahead of Thursday night football right here on 97.3 The Fan. San Diego's number one sports station. We'll have the Colts and the Texans at 5 o'clock, but until then... So much to discuss, so much to talk about. The Aztecs beat USD last night in the uh, City Championship College basketball game. The Padres set their 40-man roster today, and there's some interesting uh, omissions and uh, I think a couple of interesting inclusions on that. We'll talk about that. Miles Garrett plays the race card. We can talk about mm. that today. But you know what? Never mind any of that stuff.
0: Okay. Odd Thomas.
1: Because Matt Scraby is here with what he thinks is the most important thing in the history of sports that has almost ever happened in sports. So please allow me to get out of the way so that you can inform the masses I hate of that what you're doing you this. think is just this. such a crucial story that you have bend my ear about this for the last hour and a half
0: straight. Well, I think most of it is that I know that it annoys you. And uh, I <laughs> well, like to push your buttons. Are you sure that it annoys me, or does this prove that it annoys me? No, this proves that it annoys you because yeah. uh, we'll we'll be talking about it in the big five. But Christian McCaffrey was made the first midseason Ninety Nine er. Oh my goodness! Right? Wow! Right? Isn't that the craziest news of all time? It's a it's the
1: greatest it's the greatest thing that happened in the world of sports since I've been alive. I've been
0: I got sucked into it.
1: Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier before I was alive, and <laughs> okay. now this. Okay, so I it's, it's it's insane. Christian McCaffrey is the first midseason 99er. You have been talking. first of all, at
0: least forty percent of the audience doesn't even know what the hell that means. Madden, 2020. they are they put out the ratings, and each week they update the ratings. Which and I so, didn't know. Yes, and uh, Christian McCaffrey went from I a care. ninety-one to a ninety-nine. But we're we're going to do that in the big five.
1: No, no, we're leading the show with it. That I'm trying to get wo- out of this. This is so important. You have talked. You and Thomas have been talking about it all day long. You've been online. You've been researching it. You've been on tweeting about it. You've been going. You've Instagrammed a picture of Christian McCaffrey out to your friends. I mean, we sent a it's, carrier pigeon. It's, been, <laughs> yeah, it's right. My style of uh, com- of communication. Yeah, it's been like the biggest deal. So I'm so thrilled for Christian McCaffrey that he's a 99er.
0: Well, his video that they put up of them giving or them giving him the plaque, he looked really happy. And all he got a te- plaque for this. Yeah, and all of his teammates were really happy for him too. He got a plaque. Yeah, it's a 99. Who gives on you it. the plaque? The EA sports people?
1: The EA sports people? Like, they spend money to fly to well, North Carolina you, yeah. and
0: give this guy a plaque? As you saw on Hard Knocks, they have ratings adjusters that go to each team, and they, they oh, judge that's
1: each right. team. Yeah, that's, Our world is messed up, man. <laughs> messed up. I mean, what's Christian McCaffrey? I mean, he's a great player this year. He's putting up incredible statistics. There's no question about that. What is the Carolina Panthers' record right now? Anybody I think
0: they're five and four? No, five? no, they can't. They're be are that it's, good. Week, it's week. It's gonna be week twelve.
1: I think they've played ten games.
0: Well, I think uh, we we hit on it the other day. Is that Christian McCaffrey? They're five and five. Christian McCaffrey's gonna be the fir- uh, He's gonna be the next running back to hold out for a big contract. He could. And he could put this on his resume. Well,
1: now that he's a 99er, yeah, he should uh, walk out of Panthers training camp right now and demand a a raise because this is uh, earth-shattering information.
0: All right, let's move on to San Diego State. Thank
1: you, Scraby, for that because without that, I don't think I could have lived today. Uh, Last night, Aztecs take down USD. Um, My number one thought watching that game last night was, you know, the Aztecs have more than two transfers.
0: They have a lot of transfers. I
1: mean, everybody said they Malachi Flynn, KJ Fagan. Watch these two guys, and I hadn't had a chance to see the Aztecs play yet first three games uh i think the one game was on byu television and <laughs> another game was on you know uh, something that i like couldn't facebook or something something i couldn't access let's put it that way so yeah i hadn't seen them play so i was excited to see all these new transfers play and i was really like wow we're malachi flynn i got to see this guy play i got to see this kj fagan play well they played all right last night but they were nothing compared to yanni wetzel what a game he had. What a name he has! Well, he was un—he was—he was dominating yes, last night. Was. I mean, he shot nine of eleven. He had twenty points, twelve rebounds, hit a three-pointer just for the heck of it, and uh, USD here. Look, San Diego State came into the game shooting a really high three-point percentage as a team. Um, Jordan Shackle individually was shooting seventy-one percent from the three, and then his first three-point shot to open the game last night. So USD did not double team the post. And I don't want to, you know, overstate basketball knowledge, but you know, when they pass the ball inside to the big man on the block, on the block, you know, you have your choice. You can either try to guard him one-on-one with a guy standing behind him, which is what USD chose to do, or you can drop one of your guards down and double team him make it so that he has to pass the ball back out. And I, I just didn't really understand Sam Scholl and USD's game plan once it was obvious that Yanni Wetzel was going to score every time they gave him the ball. They never once double teamed him the whole game. Now, I to me, you have to make an adjustment. I, I can understand that you didn't want to let the Aztecs shoot the three, so that's why you were, you were hesitant at the beginning. But when a guy is completely dominating the game, just... Destroying you. You have to change something. You just can't let the same thing beat you over and over and over and over again. And and I just, I mean, I I just don't, I don't get it. So that's, that was my reaction watching San Diego State versus USD last night. Uh, Aztecs are better. Aztecs have better players, but USD didn't even try to change things up. And I, I don't get that. When you're, when you're getting, let's just say it was, Malachi Flynn, who was having a great game last night, and he was seven for seven. Well, then you've got to do some things to slow him down. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to adjust every game to what's happening in that game. And the Aztecs were only three of twelve shooting the three last night, so they weren't that. You know, they weren't blazing from the three-point line. But when they passed the ball into Wetzel. USD never ran another defender at him. They just let him go man to man, and he backed his way in, made a little juke one way, turned the other way, and banked it in. I mean, it was the easiest basket of all time. So Rinse and I repeat, yeah. And then they would just and and get you know Dutcher. I mean, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give him some credit and the Aztec staff credit because they noticed where they had a big advantage and they kept going to it. But when you establish an advantage in any game. And, and this doesn't just go for the San Diego State-USD game last night. This goes for a baseball game. This go, Certain nights, guys are hot, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you have to pitch around them exactly. later in the game. Yeah. Hey, this guy's three for three with two homers and a double. i got to be careful with him tonight. Yeah. You know, you have to adjust to what's happening in that particular game. And I just don't understand why USD never made San Diego State change what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, if you're Brian Dutcher and his staff, you're sitting over there going, well, let's just keep pounding
0: it into Wetzel until they stop it. Well, they never did. Brian Dutcher and his staff are probably thinking, okay, we're, if you're not going to do anything about it, we're not going to do anything no, about it. We're just there was no reason to doing. change
1: it. There was no reason to change it. I uh, thought it
0: was interesting, though, because we were talking about yesterday the contract between the two teams, USD and San Diego yeah. State, ended. So they it's may not play over. next year. It's probably and over. You had the great idea to go look up the RPI and see what happened. Now, we looked at several different places, and the Aztecs have actually moved down. After beating San Diego. According after to a US couple team. of short...
1: Let's just put put it this way. Let's let's be accurate here. The the RPI, the Aztecs, it's so early in the season that depending on who you whose RPI you look at, the Aztecs can rank anywhere between 27, 31, 66. There's all kinds of little yeah. numbers. That, but according to a couple of RPI quote sources that we were able to locate... Yes, they actually fell a little bit in the RPI, even though they won the game Which last night. Which makes
0: the case for why they shouldn't play.
1: That's the case right there as to why the Aztecs shouldn't play USD, because they put on a dominating performance. They let, they won by 17 points. They basically led by 17 points the whole game. So they started I mean, they with 17
0: out, on the board? No,
1: they did. They came out, I think it was 13-4. to four. And then I think USD made one run, got within a bucket, and as soon as they got within a bucket, the Aztecs passed the ball into Wetzel about seven times in a row, and he (laughs) scored a basket, and USD did nothing about it. And it was eight points at halftime, and then it was immediately double figures. So, all right, Aztecs win last night. You want to talk a little hoops? We can. I I don't mean to be critical of Sam Scholl. I mean, I, I think he's a good coach. I think USD always plays better than I think they're going to. So, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on him, but I guess I am a little bit. I just think any coach in any sport owes it to his team. And again, this can be a high school football game. If there's a kid in high school football who's running it down your throat, to me, you got to make adjustments on defense to try to stop him from running it down your throat. What you it? just have to... That's You owe it to your kids to make some adjustments. And I just... USD did nothing last it, night other than let San Diego State continue to be successful doing the same thing.
0: And coaching skills, what do you think is more important? you think the pregame is more important or do you think the in-game adjustments? Oh, I adjustments? think they're all
1: equally important. Really? I really do. I would yes. say
0: in-game adjustments is most important because you're not... You don't have time to plan for these in-game adjustments.
1: Well, I... They are important, and you can make the case that almost everybody teaches pretty much the same thing. I mean, the game plans aren't all that different, but... No, I think every part of it. I mean, there's so many parts of coaching. I mean, dealing with kids, dealing with parents, dealing with the school, dealing with the education part. Uh, there, there's a million things that a college coach has to do. In-game adjustments is one of them. I didn't think USD did a very good job in that category last night. All right, that's just my thoughts. Yours are welcome at 833 eight zero ninety seven three. 973 When we come back, I don't know if you heard, but Christian McCaffrey it's now a 99er. So we it. are going to open the next segment with that. No, and we are not. Probably the segment after that, because Scraby thinks it's the greatest thing of all time. Uh, no, we're going to get into this Padre roster situation when we come back. Uh, and a huge free agent signing today in Major League Baseball. I mean, pretty big numbers pretty big name. Early meaning, in the process too. Right, real early in the process so maybe it'll be a little different free agent off season. Padres get a little love from the uh, ESPN and they get a little hate from ESPN today. We'll tell you what we mean by that when we come back. Uh, underway, Chris Sello, Tony Gwynn Jr. getting a well-deserved day off. This is San Diego's number one sports station. This is 97.3 The Fan. Little sad news. To kick off the second segment of the program. Oh my gosh. Welcome back, Chrisello. Matt Scraby sitting in, sitting a little closer to me than
0: I like. I am closer Just to you. Just because
1: Tony Gwynn Jr. is taking the day off, I don't think means you should be. Closer to me. You want wow. me to
0: be in the corner? Remember you that? should be back where you remember normally that, are. Remember that caller who said no one put Scraby in the corner?
1: Well, they're wrong. Well, I like to put you in the
0: corner. <laughs> they're wrong.
1: Hey, last week, though, during our uh, Chris versus the Fans trivia, you had a, a great question that, that I didn't get right. I don't think the caller got Nobody got it right. No one got it right. But it was a great question. Uh, who This former NFL player invented the Nerf ball. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I think, knows what a Nerf football is one of those spongy footballs, and it was an ex-NFL player who invented it. It was a Vikings kicker in the 70s named Fred Cox who invented the Nerf ball. I thought that was a good little nugget nugget that you had last week, and uh, I find out today, uh, reading here, Fred Cox uh, passed away today. What? Yeah, that's sad.
0: That is sad. Like I I went
1: into normal. He's 80 years old, had a nice life, but uh, yeah, Fred Cox, the Minnesota Vikings all-time leading scorer. And inventor of the Nerf football passed away today at the age of eighty. There you go. Only missed one game, or he never missed a game in fifteen years. I feel. I mean, he
0: was a kicker, but I feel really weird about this now.
1: Yeah, now you see, like we wouldn't have this wouldn't have even been on no, my radar had no. you not brought up the question last week.
0: We'd be talking about something else right now.
1: Yeah. Well. All right. We will. <laughs> uh, I. What do you want? Uh, well, first, let me tell you that Yasmani Grandal is the first. Pretty big name free agent to sign, uh, four years, seventy three million dollars. Yeah, that's kind of my reaction. You know I mean, where I what went? is that? Seventeen and a half million a year? It's eighteen and a, it's 18, eighteen plus? Eighteen
0: point two five.
1: Yeah, eighteen plus uh, a million. Yasmani Grandal signs with the White Sox, um, so I, I guess good for the White Sox as they try to build something there. Um, I thought the more interesting point was the one you brought up in between telling me about Christian McCaffrey being a 99er, <laughs> that Yasmany Grandal had some comments about the cheating scandal with the Houston Astros. Do we actually have the sound of Yasmani Grandal or was Thomas brought that up? Thomas brought that up. But what Thomas said was that Yasmani Grandal said, hey, it's no big deal. I mean, like, everybody, every, everybody does it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, that type of attitude. And, you know, it's in the past, so it happened. Let's move on. That was Yasmani Grandal's that's pretty, thought.
0: That's pretty shocking to me.
1: I think so. Number one, A, he's a catcher, so his signs have probably been stolen. Mm-hmm. B, uh I, I think most everybody around baseball, even the Astros, would have to agree that cheating is cheating. I mean, and this is cheating. But the funny thing, the reason I bring it up is because Yasmani Grandal is a cheater. So cheaters think differently I guess about right. things. I didn't think about it. I mean, it that this way. is a guy that when he was with the Padres, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, was sat down for uh, PED suspension.
0: Yeah, Almost sure it was fifty game. I think at the time. Yeah,
1: I mean, 50. so he's a cheater. I mean, once a cheater, always a cheater. Sometimes, I mean, that you can say that too. So, anyway, good for the White Sox. They can have Yasmani Grandal, and evidently we can uh, steal Yasmani Grandal's signals and he won't mind.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. What happens if he's the one getting his signals? I'm sure they have been. Then he's going to have to back it up and be
1: like, well, I told him it's okay. I'm sure the Astros have played against Yasmani Grandal in
0: the past. Anyway. Yeah, it was 50 games in 2012 for having a high testosterone level. Uh Aha, yes. Okay. No one's ever accused me of having that. Yeah.
1: I wasn't a big Yasmani Grandal fan when he was here in San Diego, and and that's this isn't fair, but it's it's a, he he like burned me for an interview I've, once oh and you know what it's not fair to like rate a guy on that for like ever. But you're going to I'm kind of going to. Yeah, this is his pay. This is my payback to him for burning me on the interview. So he <laughs> think, he now gets bad mouthed by me uh, on the program. I
0: think more importantly, this is showing that maybe this this offseason is going to be different for free agents. Because I think that's
1: the big part here. Yeah, because I agree with
0: four years, seventy three million dollars. I went straight to the White Sox Twitter because I like to see what the fans post on their official post. And a lot of people are kind of happy about this. It's not a lot of people that are negative. It's a lot of positive people. No, there's not this. a lot
1: of there's not a lot of catchers who uh, slug in the same category as Grandall. There are some, but I mean, he's a and what?
0: apparently he turned down four years, sixty million dollars last year at the Mets, banking that he would have a good year. I always find did. that I always find that uh, more impressive than anything because you have to be a super confident person to turn down turn down years. fifteen million a year. Yeah, and just I mean, he is making thirteen million dollars more, but yeah. Are you willing to gamble $13 million on a... It's it? a big loss for the Brewers.
1: I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to replace them. All right, uh, there was some good news about the Padres from ESPN today, and there was some, some bad news about the Padres from ESPN. We have time for one of the two right now. What do you want?
0: Oh, we always go... We always good go, news first. Oh, I was going to say bad news. But... We
1: do go news first, but bad news is more interesting this time, so we're going to make you wait for that. The good news is Kirby Yates was named the first team... All-Major League Baseball roster in ESPN's first-ever annual all-MLB team vote. And apparently there's, what, like 68 people now that are participating in this voting, choosing first, second, and third team players at 10 positions. You know, this is something we talked about before. I don't know if you remember, but every year... Guys make the all-star team and then that's kind of it. Yeah. For baseball, that's that's that your honor is that you made the all-star team. Well, what if you're the kind of player that only does well in July, August and September? First of all, that's important. Second of all, you don't get re- awarded with anything. Because the All Star Game is rewarded for guys that hit good in April and May, they make the All Star team, not guys who hit in July, August, and September. So now they're going to, you know, put together something that is, you know, reminiscent of what would be an All Pro
0: team, and I like that. And this is and Yates
1: deserves to uh, to be the number one guy.
0: He does. And this is started by uh, I think that Jeff Passan was the one who wrote this article, but he he said that they're getting this together to do it every single year, and they want to make this a legitimate place where people can actually see the awards because they're going to 68 i believe 68 writers writers. that's a lot of writers all
1: around the country and voting at 10 positions first second and third team look baseball's the only sport that doesn't have this there's first team all nba there's first team all nhl or whatever they would call it and there's certainly first team all pro football baseball's never had this I think idea. that's a strange thing that the sport has existed for over a hundred years, and at the end of seasons, they never put together an you know an all league team. They just do the Cy Young, the MVP, and right. those type of things. And 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 you can say, well, I made the All Star game this year. Well, hey, maybe you went O for two hundred after the All Star game. But as long as you hit well in April and May, you get the All-Star game. You get the nod. You get the nod. So Kirby Yates gets this nod. Congratulations, Kirby. Uh, Well-deserved. He was the best uh, closer because he in got, baseball this year.
0: He kind of got... um sh- Screwed because he was supposed to be the, the oh, reliever he didn't of the pitch. year. Well, he didn't get No, to... no, no. I'm talking about uh, Josh Hader won NL reliever of the year. The fireman the of the fireman year. The fireman of the year award. And, yeah. and Kirby, a lot of people thought Kirby Yates should have been that guy. Yeah, I think he should have. So this is a good honor for him. I mean, it's not really official, but it will be looked at. It's official enough. It's official enough to me. Yeah, it will be looked at.
1: Congratu- I'll give him a hearty congratulations the next yes, time. Yes, you will? It. A hearty okay. congratulations right. on what this. What does that consist of? I don't really know. I don't really know. But, you know, I mean, Kirby he made the all-star team but he also played it out in the second half i mean he he continued his brilliance in the second half of the season so i like this that he makes all first team mlb as a reliever there's never been an all mlb team so there you have that that's the good news for the padres coming up bad news yep i got some stick with us Gwen and Chris, Chrisello, Tony Gwynn getting a well deserved day off. We'll be here till 5 on San Diego's number one sports station. Got some Chris versus the fans coming your way shortly as well, so stick around on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you, Straight. This. Scrapey was doing a little behind-the-scenes work there as the uh, program was supposed to be getting back underway. Well, I don't know what you were doing the previous ten minutes while I, we were in commercial break. Back. I was just
0: thinking that you could have taken care of that then. I'm like, oh, rejoin music. How do we want to do this, guys? But yeah, it, what are we doing? At least he wasn't giving his hand signals.
1: No, he'll do that later. 3:37 uh, <laughs> is the time. Chrisello, Tony Gwynn Jr. getting today off, and uh, the Aztecs uh, blowout USD last. night. I thought it was a blowout. It wasn't much of a ball, much of a basketball game. It was a one side. Affair. You want to talk a little bit about that? We can do so. Chris versus the fans is coming up in about ten minutes. So uh, if you want to get in line for some trivia, what are we giving away today, Scraby? We got four tickets to the movies. Still, we do. We're we going. We're we sticking with that. That's been yes, going we are. pretty good. Uh, family four pack of movie passes to San Diego's hometown theater, Ultra Star Cinema in Mission Valley. So if you want a shot at those tickets and uh, some trivia, 833 eight three three two eight 973 You can dial in. And uh, we'll start taking some calls and you can line up for that. And by the way, uh, if you uh, really do want to play trivia and the phone's ringing a little bit and uh, Thomas is doing like two jobs today. He's like answering (laughs) the calls. Yeah, it's about time he does some work. Right?
0: Right. We do all the work around here and Thomas gets all the glory. You know what I love about the kids these days is when I first started in radio. Are you calling Thomas a kid? Yeah. When I first started in radio (laughs) and anybody who's Who's older. I am. You are by like 5 years. Oh, well, then by by all means, but when call him a kid. But when I first started radio, you know what I did? I did phone screening, I did the digital media, I did the board running, I did everything. And now they can't even operate without a phone screener. Yeah. We now the, the phone screen. now our
1: our uh, our pro, uh, program director who's our boss, yes, operates as a phone screener around here. So he, he chips in. This is the best place I've ever been for help. Yes. (laughs) So that's good. Except from when it comes to Odd Thomas is apparently what you're saying. You don't feel like Odd Thomas contributes enough to the program. I think that's totally incorrect. That's totally incorrect. (laughs) All right. We got some bad news about the Padres. Uh, it's not necessarily bad news, but one guy thinks that the Padres are nowhere close to contending. Like, nowhere close. This headline caught my eye. Yeah. And the quote is, the greatest complication with this, and there are many, is that the Padres have given no indication.
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: They are close to making the leap that Ron Fowler insists they must take over the next 23 months. So this guy from ESPN who's pretty well respected, right? Wouldn't you say? We've got him uh, yes. on the show. He was the one who broke... I'll tell you who it is in a minute. But he broke He broke the information that Manny Machado could be coming to San Diego. To us, anyway. He did. He did. Um, but according to other teams, um, the Padres made a mistake, basically, in the timing and the money they spent on Eric Hosmer, mm-hmm. and that they overpaid for Manny Machado, and now, all of a sudden... Even though the Padres unveiled their new uniforms last week, which uh, pleased the fan base, Ron Fowler, and this is true, is really expecting that the Padres are going to contend here in 2020 and at the latest 2021. And this writer thinks that there's just no way that's going to happen. The writer's buster only. And I don't think he's the kind of guy that just picks on the Padres for fun. No. He's, that's not what Buster only is all about. He's about assessing a situation, number one, but also I think he's hearing that from other teams that think the Padres have kind of gone off the track in their rebuilding process and maybe tried to make it happen too quickly and in doing so have uh, gone off the course here. Now, maybe the Padres can use that as a little motivation. I don't know that there's other teams that think that the Padres aren't. But, you know... Coming off the 70-win season last year and the Jace Tingler hiring right now, there's not a ton of excitement in town. For us thinking that the Padres are all of a sudden going to go 85-90 wins next year
0: and be in the hunt. He made he, he, he made comments about Ron Fowler's heads will roll comment. It was right. what Ron Fowler yeah. said to some fans Which a, is what he a said. month ago or so. Yeah. And Buster only said, quote, The greatest complication with this, and there are many, is that the Padres have given no indication they are actually close to making the leap Fowler insists they must take over the next 23 months. Yeah. that's That's... A pretty big statement right there yeah
1: the headline is heads will roll if you don't win in 2020 get real padres
0: that's that's why that caught my head caught my eye
1: that's the headline did you get to read the story i did oh you uh pay for the extra content on espn
0: no we have a station i know I'm just. oh i was gonna say do you would you like it too
1: no i do i'm looking at the story right now
0: now what would you say about him uh being critical of the eric cosmer sign i don't Last year, Eric Hosmer was one I of their best brought, hitters. I He was.
1: I brought up the question to Tony Gwynn Jr. on our show uh, no longer than two or three weeks ago that if you had to do it all again, would you still go $144 million for Eric Hosmer? And not only did Tony see, yeah, and he had a much better season this past year, but I think a couple of callers called in mm-hmm. at the time and said, hey, keep in mind, by getting Hosmer, that's what opened the door for them to get Machado. And I think there's definitely some truth to that. Yeah, there's intangibles that he's not taking into account there. are there. some intangibles there. But I don't know if maybe they didn't pull the trigger a little too early. We're going to all see how it turns out. I mean, either they're going to compete in 2020 and 2021, the next two seasons they're going to start really showing some signs of coming around, or Ron Fowler is going to have to go back on his word and not have heads roll, or they're going to have to make a whole bunch of changes in this organization. There's only one of three things that can happen. Heads can roll, Mm -hmm. Ron Fowler goes back on his word, or the Padres contend. Those are the only three things that can happen over the next couple of years. And Buster only thinks they're not going to be contending, so that means one of the other two things is going to have to happen. We'll see. It's interesting.
0: It's yeah. really interesting that he took this He took this approach right now. I don't know. I, I think the Padres are really – I think they should be
1: disappointed. I'm disappointed. Based on what happened last season, I'm disappointed that they don't feel – Closer to
0: contention. Well, they haven't done anything. Well, that's not true. They have You it, can't say they haven't done anything. This, they, they well, they, they got they, a new they, manager. They, I'm talking about players. Oh, since the end of last season. Yeah, since the end of last since season. Since the they end of last season, anything.
1: they have a new manager. Right, and, and it's not a manager that excites anybody. Unfortunately, I'm sorry about that, Jace Tingler. I don't even know the man, and I'm sure he could be an excellent manager. And we've talked about this in the past. He may be in there, turn out to be a tremendous, tremendous hire but he's not going to uh, excite anybody until, you know, maybe mid-June and the Padres are sailing along in first place and then everybody's going to go, "Man, that was a good move." But for now, you're not going to get that kind of reaction. No, what I'm what I'm going back to Scrabby is the season itself. And when we got to August and September and looked around on the field, Yes, we're set at third base with Machado. Yes, they're set at shortstop with Tatis, even though he was hurt the last couple months of the season. Yes, it looks like Chris Paddock is going to be a tremendously good top of the rotation or near the top of the rotation pitcher. Yes, Hosmer is a solid first baseman. I mean, real good to even better than real good. All right? And then what? There's way too many questions still left over. The whole outfield. The whole outfield. catcher still up for grabs. Yeah, definitely. Second base is still... Nobody can possibly feel comfortable about second base. Middle relief. Middle relief. Well, you know, middle relief is kind of a fluid situation, though. I mean, I thought the Padres' middle relief was pretty good last year. It just got overused. And that all goes back to the pitch count and all of that stuff. But the Padres... Ended the season in my mind with way more questions
0: about their team than they thought they were going to end the season with. I remember you guys talking about this because the season started so promising. It started. Sure, it started. It got everyone really excited about Padres baseball, and then unfortunately, through time, they just
1: and they finished in last place, and they won seventy games. They only had a four game improvement over the year before, but regardless of that is the fact that there's
0: so many holes still to fill. What do you think about uh, Ian Kinsler not being DFA'd? He's still part of the Padres 40-man roster. I don't think a lot of it,
1: to be honest with you. Do you
0: think he's going to be on the team when they start next year? I know you're you're
1: big on this because he's got nineteen and nineteen hundred
0: and ninety nine. He's got one
1: thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Yeah, career hits. So, so the Padres, what they have to keep him so that he can get two thousand. Why not? I I think he's wait. I think he's taking a much needed roster spot. I also think that the Padres wasted a month and a half of the end of last season by playing uh, Trey. uh, Oh. Martini or Nick, Nick Martini Nick Martini sorry it's Trey Mancini and, and Nick Martini Yeah okay <laughs> so but they 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 played this guy for a month and a half every day in left field and then they TFA'd him, basically. He's not part of the 40-man roster. The only way they keep him is if nobody picks him up or they send him to the minors well, and he agrees to go there. Otherwise, they wasted a whole month and a half of our time
0: by playing this guy in left field. What'd they do that well, for? The, the, the reason that they're doing that is because they wanted to protect outfield prospect Jorge Ona from I the know. Rule 5 draft, so that's I know why they why they do that. I know why they did it. Aren't Scraby? you more excited about Jorge Ona than Nick Martini? And I'm being serious.
1: I am more excited about the potential of Jorge Ona. Right, okay. I'm agreeing with you. What I'm not happy about is that that last month and a half, a young guy could have been playing left field and getting his feet wet in the big leagues. I think they were just trying why to play the playing, season. I mean, why were they playing uh, Nick Martini?
0: I think they were just trying to get what through were the they season. Doing? Nick Martini has played in the big leagues. He's a he's a he's a veteran, he could fill in, they didn't need to do much with him. It wouldn't have been too much work for the them.
1: The guy hit two forty four for you. Twenty six games. To me, you could have used that 26 games much more wisely with some young guys whoever they might be. But why waste it on a guy that you're just going to DFA in the offseason? I don't get that. It is an
0: interesting move, but I don't have a Am problem with Am I the only one who doesn't you. get it?
1: Well, yeah, probably.
0: Why would you why would you why did he have
1: to play every day? I mean, he could have played a little bit I'm telling you, they didn't have in.
0: anyone else. And he was a left-handed bat for them in the lineup. But he was playing
1: against many. left-handed pitching also. I mean, he was in there every single day the last month of the season. That, to me, would have been a time to have some
0: young guy getting a look-see and getting his feet wet. I agree with that, but if you don't have a guy that's ready to – you don't want to – we've talked about this before. You don't want to ruin their confidence okay. too early. All right,
1: well, then let's keep bringing uh, Luis Urias up to the big leagues because we've we've ruined his confidence 3 times already.
0: He's a key yeah, he's the guy you point to when you're talking about confidence being ruined.
1: Uh, I would think so. All right, I'm confident that I can beat you guys and Chris versus the fans. Let's go. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to I me, mean, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, it's Chris versus the fans. It's Trey. Uh, Scraby does. Even though he takes a lot of crap for it. He does great job coming up with all these trivia questions. He gets a lot of them wrong, that's why he takes a lot oh, of heat.
0: Wait a second. <laughs> you get a lot of them wrong. I do not. I I know, Where'd my dinger go? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Today we are playing for a family four-pack of movie passes at San Diego's Hometown Theater, Ultrastar Cinema in Mission Valley. And the way you play is you have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets that question wrong, then you move on to the next question. Or if he gets it wrong on the third question, you win. We have had players win without answering one question. It's rare. But pretty rare, happened. pretty rare, pretty rare that I'm going to
1: miss all three. So you better bring something to the table. Let's get you started ready to go
0: with Alan in 4s Ranch. Alan, how you doing today? All right, Alan. Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Let's go, Alan. Win it right away. All right. Let's try it. I'm going to start with this. What famous golfer has a drink named after him? And the drink consists of lemonade and iced tea.
1: Arnold
0: Palmer. You are correct. I thought that was going to be a little bit more difficult, but it was I wasn't. don't even think
1: you needed to name the ingredients there. Did he need to name the ingredients, Alan, or would you have gotten it no. anyway?
0: No, I had that one. You had that one. Oh, no, of yeah. course he says that now. Yeah. No, he's he, – oh, brother. <laughs> Scrapey's a
1: hater. Don't worry about it, Alan. Don't let it get to you. He's just a hater.
0: That's all. All right, Alan, second question. Whose real name is Terry Belea? Terry Terry Balea. I have a feeling Chris knows this. He might. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> you want to give a guess or I have no idea is not the correct answer.
1: Um, yeah. No. You, you, yeah. Scraby's not even giving you a chance to guess. Yeah, I, I changed my mind. Because, Like I said, way. Scraby's a hater. Okay. Uh, the good news for you, Alan, is I have no idea really? who this is. Either Terry Balea. Yes. Uh, I'm going to guess um,
0: The Undertaker. Right. Sport, oh, Wrong person. a wrestler. Oh, it was hey, Terry Bollea is Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh, okay. Hulk yeah. Hogan.
0: Oh, yeah. there all you right. Are. Yeah. Well, I was in the right sport, but you're still
1: alive, Alan. You're
0: still alive. This you could get be a this quick when you win,
1: the, uh, you win the movie tickets right here. Undertaker's real
0: name is Mark Calloway, by the way. Uh, so he won't be able to get me with that one later. Thank you, uh, I believe we have Thomas. a promo on the station about The Undertaker. But... All right. Third question for these movie tickets, Alan, if you get this correct. You can win those if Chris gets it wrong. You can win those. What pitcher won four Cy Young awards in a row from 1999
1: to 2003?
0: Four in a row. Four in a row. Correct. I need an answer. That's good work. Ah, uh, three, um, two. One. You got an answer? Yeah,
1: Verlander.
0: Huh? Who? I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Verlander. Oh, Verlander. Sorry. said Justin Verlander. No, yeah. it was not Justin was Verlander. Not but, Chris, do you know what pitcher won four Cy Young Awards in a row from 1999 to 2003? I think was Randy
1: Johnson, wasn't it? I think you are correct. Man. Sorry about that, Alan. You
0: almost made it. Uh, right to the wire. Good job, Alan. All right. Good to have you on, though. go with Dan in El Cajon. Dan, you ready to go? Yeah, guys, I'm ready. Let's All go right. Disco Dan.
1: Disco
0: <laughs> Dan. <laughs> the Angels had an
1: outfielder named Dan Ford. His nickname was Disco back in the uh, late 80s or early 80s. Oh, good Disco thing. Dan Ford.
0: Good thing for you, Dan, that that's not a trivia question. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Dan, whose nickname is the human highlight reel? Oh, there you go. It is a nickname question. Um, I know it's basketball, so Ella's going to know it. Ah, uh, boy. I'm going to say Iverson. I- Iverson, but I don't think that's right. That is incorrect. Mm, Chrisello
1: knows it. Yes, Dominique Wilkins.
0: All right. Yes, that is correct. Sorry, Dan. Try again tomorrow. Let's go to Luis in Chula Vista. Luis, you ready to go?
1: Ready. Let's We're go. playing Let's for go, these Luis.
0: four tickets to Ultra Star Cinema, in Mission Valley. Luis, who quarterbacked the Baltimore Ravens when they won their first Super Bowl?
1: Ooh, Give me mean, what the hard one. Let's see. first. Yeah, they've won two Super Bowls, and they may make it a
0: third this year. Don't remind me about the second I'll, one. Oh, yeah. Who'd they I'm beat? Just the 49ers?
1: Get
0: he said Joe Flacco. Oh, no. I'm mm. sorry. He was the
1: quarterback for the second one, but Trent Dilfer was for the first one. Correct. Right. Sorry,
0: Luis. Sorry, Luis. Let's go to Terry and Curry Mesa. Terry, we're ready to go. We're going to cruise through these, try to get you to win before ready the break, okay? Here we go, Terry. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, was selected seventh overall in the 2018 NFL draft. Who was selected number one overall in that same draft? Uh, no idea. <laughs> hang up and dream. No, no, don't don't hang no, 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 don't hang up because... Chris is really yeah. bad at draft
1: questions. I am really bad at
0: draft Yes, questions. you are, but I think... Baker you know Mayfield? Yes. correct.
1: Oh. Yeah, i sorry, Terry.
0: Wow, this is getting easy. All right, let's go to uh, Pete in La Mesa. Oh, our, our we're bringing Pete. out the
1: heavy artillery now.
0: All right, Pete, let's go. <laughs> let's go, Pete. You know what? I thought Greg Maddux won four in a row back in the 90s. He did, but not the years that Scraby yeah. said. So, Okay, I got you. All right, Pete, what Dallas Cowboy holds the passing record on Thanksgiving Day with 455 yards? Uh, Clint Longley. That is incorrect. Clint Longley had one
1: great moment on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I'm going to say Roger Staubach came to mind immediately, but I don't think he ever threw for 455 yards. I'll say Troy Aikman.
0: You are correct. Sorry, Pete. All right, well. we got too much stuff going on today, so we, cannot, we, can't, we can't continue We can't carry the game. it over? No, Why we got not? too much stuff to talk about. So then I have to come so, up with a trivia question. Or you just pick someone off the board. No, I don't like to do that. Okay. Uh, if
1: you're online, stay there. Uh, Thomas will go to you first, but uh, you can also call in and try to answer this trivia question. Uh, Troy Aikman ended his college career as a star at UCLA. Where did he begin his college career Ooh. as a quarterback? Oh, I know, I know, I know. I know you know. All right, so Thomas, go to uh, one of the people that are on hold there for the trivia game. They get the first crack at this, and if you get that question right, you will get the tickets to the Ultra Star Cinema coming up next in the 4 o'clock hour. It's unbelievable, I know, but Christian McCaffrey has become the first ever midseason 99er. We will explore that.
0: <laughs> in the Big Five at
1: 4.30. Okay, Gwen and Chris, without Gwen today.